Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. I have so much, but I, I feel like there was part of this that actually God wanted, and uh, the rest was me needing to fill time. So guess what? God made sure I didn't have the time to fill. <laughs> Isn't he good like that? You're welcome. You don't have to hear it all. So um, the Lord does everything. God did everything for a relationship, everything. It was all for relationship, for God so loved the world that he gave his son, right? And one thing that's unique about our religion, if you look at all of the religions, um, the one thing that makes ours unique, that makes ours separate from the rest, is that we have a relationship with the God that we worship. We're the only one who gets to be close to him. Jesus said, I'm your brother, I'm your friend, I'm going to come close, I'm going to actually put skin on, I'm going to come be close to you. And I was thinking, this is, this is extra biblical, this is me. And I was thinking, you know, we know the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And I just had this picture of Jesus up in heaven with the Father just going, I have to go, I got to go, I have to be with them, I have to go. And God says, go. It was just this like picture of like Jesus being just like so in love with us, like he had to go. It was like, not like, like, oh, I have to go. I have to go save them because they messed up. It was like, no, I, I have to go because I was always meant to be with them. We were always meant to be close. We were never meant to be separate. So we get to be close to him. We get to be in relationship with him. And I will never, ever get over the fact that the God who created the universe beyond time and space knows my name. I will forever be just amazed by that. And it's not like, oh, yeah, he knows all of you. Okay, your number is 7,300,000. Like, it's not just, you're not just a number. He actually knows us. He actually comes close to know our name, to know everything about us, and to care for us. And I will forever, 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 not just here on earth, but forever be saying thank you that he didn't stay far away but he came close. And that's not just for me, that's for you. I feel like I've been living these messages as I preach them. So today's message is on vulnerability. So, of course, this is the day I'm being vulnerable. I already warned Danielle, next week was supposed to be on conflict, so I said, just preparing you. <laughs> if this track record stays correct... <laughs> We'll see what happens. All right. So relationship requires vulnerability. So everything God did was for a relationship. He wants us to be in relationship with him. Relationship actually requires vulnerability. And we don't like vulnerability because that means you can see me. You could see that I could be hurt. 
I'm opening myself up. I have to actually access things inside of me that I don't even know if I want to face. And so how many of you would just be totally comfortable standing before everyone and just showing, even with clothes on, showing all of who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Anybody volunteering? Nobody wants to do that because vulnerability is scary. It's so scary to open yourself up and let yourself be seen and be known. So um, one thing, um, vulnerability, and this Brene Brown talks about this, but vulnerability is the center of um, all dark emotions. So basically anything that will cause pain is in vulnerability. Still, we're not volunteering, right? But it's also the birthplace of love and empathy and belonging and all of the good feelings. So you can't actually love without being vulnerable, which is a scary thing. So it's vulnerable to communicate love to another person. And how many of you are married? Someone, at some point, had to make the first move. That is a vulnerable thing. Because um, you have a 50-50 shot. <laughs> the odds are not really in your favor. It's scary. It's vulnerable. We don't like being vulnerable. So kudos to you, whoever made the first move. But it doesn't sound like a fun thing to do, to put yourself on the line and be vulnerable. It actually sounds like a horrible idea. It sounds terrifying. And because it's going to get worse before it gets better, the actual literal definition of vulnerability is the state of being exposed to the possibility of attack or harm. Who wants to be vulnerable? The state of being exposed to the possibility of attack or harm, either physically or emotionally. That's it. There's not like an upside to this. Like it is fully exposed to the possibility of harm. <laughs> so do you wonder why nobody wants to talk about vulnerability? But, like I said, you can't actually love without being vulnerable. And what are we called to do? Love. Isn't that interesting? C.S. Lewis says, there is no safe investment. To love at all is to be vulnerable. So that is scary. It's scary because it's the, it's the fear of everything that's ever gone wrong. It's the fear of everything that can go wrong. It's fear because we're now exposed and what's protecting us. So we're in, we're in fear, right? Now, let me tell you the definition of courage. Courage is the, the ability to do something that scares you. Courage permits you to face, permits one to face extreme dangers and difficulties without fear. So, 2 Timothy 1.7, very popular verse. It says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So God said he has given us the ability to do scary things. And we'll never step into true connection. We'll never access vulnerability within our lives. We'll never risk that being exposed if we 
stay in that fear, if we stay in that, that isolation, and if we, don't get, if we don't get rid of fear. So the enemy wants us to stay isolated. Because if you're just by yourself, there's no risk, right? But there's also no courage, and there's no love. So if he can get you to stay inside and, and make you think that you're safe and that you're protecting yourself, then you're stuck. You're pretty safe to him. He's not really worried about you because what harm are you? You're not loving. You're not being courageous. You're not walking in power, love, and a sound mind. You're just existing. So the enemy's not scared of you. But we were never meant to stay in hiding. And isolation makes us vulnerable to attack. We don't think so. We think that it keeps us safe, but it actually makes us vulnerable to attack. It makes us the easiest target. And so I want to do an illustration. This might take up a bit of the time, but it's okay. Can I get a brave volunteer? <laughs> oh, everybody's like, vulnerability, let me sign up. Let me <laughs> Raymond? Actually, can I get Rebecca first? Just because your dad's tall and I need somebody that can see over. You are tall. All right. Can you, um, yeah, you just stand right there. You're going to be there for a little while, so glad you volunteered. All right. Now, um, ushers, can you go ahead and bring out that dunk tank? <laughs> We're not bringing out a dunk tape. I would have to clean it up, so I'm not going to do that. But, okay, so Rebecca represents a heart. So who she is, is a heart. It's the core of a person. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows from it. So inside of Rebecca, um, in, in her heart, is all of her dreams, her passions, her fears, her responsibilities, her relationships, her family, her abilities, her possessions, her talents, her work, everything. Everything that represents a person. And now she's standing up here, but she's representing all of you, um, each one of your heart now. So you want to keep your heart safe, right? Okay. Now it's the enemy's whole career to kill, steal, and destroy from you. So now, Raymond, could I have you come on up? All right. Now, the enemy's really good at what he does, and he'll use any opportunity to... Now, you can't love her right now. I know this is going to be... <laughs> he's beating you. Okay. Raymond is going to be our enemy. Raymond, could you stand up on the platform behind Rebecca? All right. You're the enemy. Okay, you're going to have to cock that. Okay. <laughs> okay, do you not? You got to pull. Yep. Okay, you're trained in such things. Oh, that was an easy release. Okay. Okay. All right. So, do you feel super safe? <laughs> you can't see what's going on back there. Okay, you're ready and locked and loaded at all times here. Okay. <laughs> all right, should we make sure it works? Oh, wait. <laughs> go ahead. All right, okay. Okay, just making sure. Okay, now you got to get it ready to go again. Okay, so the, this is our us. This is our heart. This is everything that we are. 
pretty vulnerable. She has no protection around her. And this is the enemy, constantly locked and loaded and ready to kill, steal, and destroy from us in any way, shape, or form. Yes, Raymond likes this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, when we feel unsafe, what do we do? Hide, or we build walls, which we hide behind. So everybody looks different when they're building walls. So um, for me, what I a lot of times do is because all the time I'm thinking and strategizing and processing, all the time, all, all the time. And so when I feel unsafe, I do the same thing. I process and I strategize and I try to come up with every possible scenario that could ever happen. Because if I can think about it, if I can process through it, then I can come up with a strategy so that if it happens, I'll be safe. That's how I build my walls because it makes me feel safe, right? Okay, so this looks different for everybody. And in, if, when I do that, my brain is telling me that, that is, that's safe. I'm kicking into like protection mode. I'm gonna keep myself safe. Now, when I actually do that, just so you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> so it actually just sets off all these triggers in my mind to making me feel more unsafe. But we have to be aware of our, uh, our devices, right? Our devices? The enemy's devices, sure, something like that. So um, for some of us, what our walls might look like is being really educated. We're going to learn as much as we can about something so that if something or someone tries to outsmart us, we're ready with the answer. So that might be how some of you build walls. Um, for some, it might be just to shut down your emotions and just live on go mode. Get all the stuff done, do everything you're supposed to, but just don't ever feel. That might feel safe. So that's how you're, you're keeping yourself safe. That's how you're building your walls. Um, for some, it might be focusing on everybody else's problems. So you don't have time to focus on your own. That might feel safer. It's way safer for me to think about what's going on in your life than it is for me to deal with what's going on in my life. That might be how you keep yourself thinking that you're safe. For some, it might be adrenaline. You got to go get an adrenaline rush. You got to go live on the edge all the time because you're not, you're not afraid. Like, you're just going to do whatever, and that's how you, you protect yourself, or you think you're protecting yourself. So this looks different for everybody. So you can ask the Holy Spirit, say, what do I do when I'm afraid? What does it look like for me to build walls? Um, so, like, for me, just, just knowing that that's my tendency to do that, that helps me not to do this anymore. So we all have to do this. So we think that we're protecting ourselves, but we're, what we're actually doing is what the enemy wants us to do. He, he wants us to just stay all by ourselves. Just, I'm going to keep me safe. I'm in charge of me. I'm going to keep me safe. I'm going to build my walls. He wants us to keep our world small. But these walls simultaneously shut us in and keep others out, right? So you can build walls in front of you. Like, I'm going to protect my heart. But the enemy is so good at what he does that he will find a back door. You can't, you can't live 360. You can't see. I could build a wall here, but then he's back there. I could build a wall here, but then he's back there. I can't see the whole way around. So you think you're doing a great job of keeping yourself safe. But he will find a back door. So what happens when we are vulnerable and risk being seen? Now I need like six or seven volunteers. The brave, oh, the men are rising up, okay. They're like, a Nerf gun's got nothing on me. 
All right. Now, you guys, um, if you could, Rebecca, stand out here a little bit. Now, you guys um, are going to surround her facing her. <laughs> okay. Now, can you guys see Rebecca? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, all angles. You're completely covered. You, you're protected. Okay. Okay. Well, link arms. <laughs> there we go. All right, now, if the enemy tries to get at her, go ahead, enemy. <laughs> Rebecca, did you feel that? No. Did the, did the uh, bullet, did the, I'm not a gun person, the ammo, did, it, did the dart hit its mark? No. Nope. Its mark was Rebecca. So it did not hit its mark. The rest of you, that was not intended for you. So you were just deflecting. So it's not going to affect you like it, affects, it would have affected her because it was meant for her. All right. So you guys can sit down. Thank you very much. You can relinquish your firearm. I had to borrow this from Aiden. I don't even know if he knows that, but okay. So what happens when we take the vulnerable risk of expanding our world and letting people see us? Is it scary? Is it scary? Yes, okay. Is that a vulnerable place to be? Yes. Is it a courageous place to be? Yes, okay. So do you feel less likely, do you feel like she was less likely to be hit by the enemy when she was all by herself building walls or when she was surrounded by other people? When she was by herself, she was more vulnerable, right? More vulnerable to attack. Now, do you think that? You think that if you let other people in, that's going to make you more vulnerable, right? But when you actually let other people in in a safe environment, then you're actually in the safest place you could be. Because you're letting other people see your blind spots, see your back. Other people got your back. You're letting other people see you for everything that you are, good, bad, and ugly, but it's actually the safest thing that you could do, the safest place you could be. So um, the prayer of my life, something that I pray, Mama says I should write a book on it, we'll see, is um, I just pray, God, keep my life big. Because if we're focused all on ourself and all of our fears and we are not going to open up because we're building walls to keep ourselves safe, that's keeping our world, our life, small. It's keeping it as small as we can be. So whenever I feel that, I say, okay, God, make my life big. What that does is open my perspective up to see, wait, wait, wait. If I'm all by myself, I'm actually, I'm actually a bigger target. I'm actually more vulnerable. I'm actually less safe than if I keep my world big to the relationship, connection, life that we were meant to live. We were always meant to be in relationship and connection then my world is now expanded and I'm actually safer than I would be on my own. Yes. All right. Any uh, Narnia fans? Okay. In Narnia, if you're not, you'll have to just watch the scene or something. Um, there, this is going to make no sense if you've never seen it. The beaver is telling Susan that the king is a lion. And Susan goes, a lion? I don't know about a lion. That sounds scary. And then the beaver, or she says, is it safe? 
And the beaver says, safe? Who said anything about safe? He's a lion. He said, of course he isn't safe, but he's good. Just because it's scary doesn't make it bad, and just because it's safe doesn't make it good. So just because vulnerability is scary doesn't mean it's not good. All right, this might continue because I'm not going to get to any of the practical. But so we've all been hurt at some point, which is why we don't want to be vulnerable. Who wants to like just set yourself up for pain? I don't have any masochists in the room. Okay. So we've all been hurt, so nobody wants to do this. And it's not an easy or comfortable thing to look at your pain, to be vulnerable, and say, I am in pain. I am afraid. I don't want to face this. I want to build walls. It's not a fun thing to do to face that. So it takes courage to be vulnerable before God and walk through the process of repentance and forgiveness. And this is one thing that God promises. Actually, um, Jesus, uh, it was spoken about Jesus, and then Jesus said it. He said, um, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of, of the prison doors to those who are bound. So in his mercy, he allows us to recognize areas of fear where fear is leading us, and by his grace, we can ask him for help so that our hearts can heal and our mindsets can be changed. In Psalm 34, 18, it says, The Lord is close to all who, whose hearts are crushed by pain, and he is always ready to restore the repentant one. A healed heart is a force to be reckoned with. But in order to be healed, you have to be vulnerable. All right. So if everyone could just say this, say heart, I give you permission to heal. I give you the courage to come out of hiding and be free to love again. Father, I just thank you for every heart in this room. God, for everyone that has been crushed by pain. We've all known pain in some way. And Father, I just thank you, God, for your mercy. God, that you allow us to come before you boldly. And it's the safest thing that we could do. Because you're good. So Father, I just thank you for that courage rising up in every heart. God, restore courage. God, heal the brokenhearted. And you will because you said it and you keep your word. So, Father, I thank you that you are healing every heart, God. And you're so merciful and so kind that you would walk us through that process of healing. God, you would walk us through um, those, those ones that we need to forgive, those places of repentance where we just need to say, God, I've been thinking wrong. I've been thinking that if I build my own walls, I'm going to stay safe and I'm going to keep myself protected. God, help me to change my thinking so that I can open myself up to be vulnerable before you and be vulnerable before others. God, because we were created to be in connection with others. We were created to be in relationship, God, and we thrive that way. So Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in every heart. God, today was a divine, holy moment. And so God, we thank you for what you're going to continue to do in that because God, 
when we're free, when we're courageous, there is nothing that can stop us. Nothing is impossible. So, Father, I thank you for that brave love that leads us before and behind. In Jesus' name.